discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Thank you for this opportunity to hear your word. Thank you that your word comes with power. Thank you that we are educated by your precious Holy Spirit. And thank you for great understanding, even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's read Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. It says, But Christ, being come what? An high priest of good things to come. Isn't it? Continue. By a greater and more perfect. By a greater and a more perfect tabernacle. Continue. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He obtained what? Eternal redemption for us. The us there, he's not talking about your body or your mind. He's talking about the real you. Christ obtained eternal redemption. There are so many words for redemption. There's agorazo, exagorazo, there's lutrosis and apolutrosis and all that. Okay? Now, this word has reference to eternal, like redeeming you, buying you back completely. You understand? Christ has obtained eternal redemption for us. It's eternal. It's not Hebrews 5 9. Hebrews 5 9. Let's look at Hebrews 5 9. They want to add more scriptures to it. But the, your, as for your, your spirit man is so saved, is so secured, you have no idea. Okay? You can't go to hell. It's not, it's not going to work. And be made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. You see, eternal salvation. Eternal redemption. Eternal salvation. is with reference to your spirit. But the born again experience... Okay, it's not the end. The born again experience, it's just, the, it's just the beginning. It's just like entering this, you know, this place. It's just like being at the door. You just entered. You've not yet come inside. You've not yet experienced what is in here. You understand? Uh-huh. So that is what the born again experience does for you. It's just the beginning of something very big, something very vast. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something also called the salvation of the soul. Okay, and that is very, very important because that determines your placing in, in eternity. The born again experience brings you into eternity, but the salvation of your soul is what causes you to be placed where God would want you to be placed in eternity. It's not enough to be born into this country. You are born in Ghana, yes, that's powerful. But where in Ghana are you living? Wow. I think that is very important. Your birth is once, but where you are living is for a long time. Oh? Mm-hmm. So there's something called eternal salvation, and there's something called the salvation of the soul. 
the salvation of the soul. So if you read in James chapter 1, verse 21, go to 21. Wherefore, laying apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, he says, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Which is able to save your souls. The word of God is what causes you to have your soul saved. Okay, what, what, what do we mean by the saving of your soul? Your thinking pattern must change. God cares about the way you are thinking. God cares about your perception and your focus in life. Hmm? God is more concerned about that than you, you, you will think. That is why I was talking to you like that last week. What is your mindset concerning happenings around you? When things are not working the way they are supposed to work. What, how do you think? Do you think God doesn't like me? There are people who curse God. God doesn't like me anymore. This God, we have saved him. Some people are saying, this God is too good to me. He has not been too good to me. <laughs> have you ever had people saying that? Yeah. yeah, but no matter, it's a mindset. No matter what's going on, no matter where you were born, where you are coming from, there's a salvation of the soul with respect to your thought process. Okay? Makes no difference what is happening. I can only be on top. It's nothing like you, you going through plenty of problems and you are not bothered. The devil gets confused. He doesn't know what's like. Ah, this boy cry. What should we do to him? To make him know that we are doing something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's the salvation of the soul. And that is, that is the most important thing that is happening now. Because the salvation of the soul will determine how the salvation of your body will be like. Yeah. Because there's the salvation of the body too. Yeah. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Eh? Go to Philippians 3, 20. It says, for our conversation. The word conversation is our life. Our living. Okay? For our lifestyle, or our life. The word conversation is our life. Or our citizenship. The Amplified calls it citizenship. Where we live. Hmm? Our citizenship is in heaven. Okay, this one. This is the Amplified. It says, but we are citizens of the states of the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven. This is where we live. We actually live in heaven. By virtue of our born-again experience, your location, your spiritual location is heaven. So heaven is not a place you are going to go to on a certain day. Heaven is a place you appear in on a certain day because you are already there in that place called heaven. The Bible says that we are seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ. Do you see? So we are already in heavenly places by virtue of our birth, at the new birth. That one, you are not the one who did it. It's God who did it. It's God in Christ who did it for us by grace. Okay? But the salvation of the soul is something you must be involved in. You have, to, you have to do something about it. You have to make sure your soul is saved. Because the salvation of the soul will determine how you receive the salvation of the body. Look at this one. It says, but we are sitting of the state, common of homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it says, the Messiah, our Savior. He will, and then look at the next verse. Who shall change our vile body? You see, he says he's calling him our Savior. Savior in what direction? Savior in terms of the saving of the body. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he's able even to subdue all things unto himself. There's a day when he will come. There are two types of the coming of Christ. There's a public coming and there's a private coming. The private coming is for us, for his children. The public coming is with us to judge the whole world. 
Sometimes when we talk about some of these things, it's like it's a movie. It's like it will never happen, but it will happen live. It will be unbelievable. Yeah. It will be so, you see, the coming of Christ, the open public coming of Christ will be so unbelievable that people will think it's an alien. We are aliens that are coming. Yeah. So in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible, look at Revelation 1, 7. You'll be surprised. It says, behold. Say behold. behold. I like it. When the Bible says behold, it's so nice. It's, a, it's, the, 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 it's from a Greek kazar. Okay, it means to see with the eyes of the spirit. In other words, change your seeing. Don't see only with this physical eye. See. You know you can see with the eyes of the spirit? Yeah. You know you can see with your mind? Yeah. Can you see with your mind? Yeah. Seeing with your mind is called imagination. Yeah. How many of you have seen a jeans before? Blue jeans. How many of you can see a blue jeans right now? Why are you seeing it? In your mind. <laughs> You're seeing it right now. You are wearing one. <laughs> How many of you have seen fufu before? Fufu with goat soup. Ah, this afternoon, Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, this afternoon. Hallelujah. Yeah. Behold. You see, you, there's no fufu before you, but you can see it in your mind. You can even smell it in your mind. Oh. You can smell it in your mind. Even though you're not seeing with your first guy. Yeah, you can even be eating it in your mind right now. Yeah. It's going down like that. <laughs> Behold means see with the eyes of the spirit. See with your imagination. Behold, he says he cometh. He cometh with clouds. You see, the word clouds, you think that clouds means the clouds that we see up here. But that's not what it means. The word clouds has to do with people. Let's read Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. So I explain it, clouds for you a little bit, okay? Can I explain it to you a little bit? Yeah. Wherefore, seeing you also are compassed about with so great a cloud of what? Witnesses. So the cloud is using here is actually people, cloud of witnesses. Then when you read in Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to he, he lets you know that Jesus was taken up. Okay, look at Acts chapter 1, verse 6. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Have you seen it? Jesus was taken up from the disciples, and as he was going, a cloud received them out of their sight. Look at what the angel said. Look at the next verse, verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly, the, the disciples were shook, so shocked. They were looking like this is this Jesus they've been working with every day. They've been eating gobe with him, Banco and Slapia with him. They've been, they've been just moving around with him. Sometimes they will be together. They will just go and then, boys, boys, they just will be together. <laughs> All of a sudden, this Jesus is now, it's like he's ascending like Superman right before them. Yeah. Hey, they were shocked to the bone. This was this not the man who was? That was why they could not believe it. It was so difficult for them to believe because they, they knew him. You get it? They knew him. They knew he was powerful. They knew he had some one or two abilities. But they didn't think that, uh, son of God, <laughs> son of God. It's like me being here and I'm telling you that I'm a son of God. I'm the son of God. <laughs> believe me. I'm the son. You don't know I'm the son of God. You're a son of, you're a son of God and a daughter of God. You, see, you don't even believe your own whatever. While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Two men, behold, means that they just saw them. They just, it just happened. Angels just appeared by them, wearing white. Which also said, they said, they told them, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? They were gazing up into heaven. Because of the sight they beheld. Because it wasn't only Jesus going. They saw plenty people with him. 
as the clown that received him out of their sight. He says, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner. He shall come in the same manner. The way he was taken, he was taken away with clouds. He shall come back with clouds. That's why the one Revelation 1 7 says that he can behold, he cometh with clouds. Isn't it? Yeah. He cometh with clouds. And I'm telling that the clouds are actually people. Why? Because you see, he says, Why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you in blah blah blah. So in so manner, hey, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Now, Jude chapter 1. Jude has just one chapter. So Jude 1 14. Let us know. How, you see, so all these are descriptions of how Jesus is going to come. You get it? Yeah. And in many places he talks about clouds. But in Jude 1.14, he talks about ten thousands of his saints. He says, and Enoch also the servant from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. So the clouds is actually ten thousands of his saints. During those times, they didn't have they didn't know the word million and billion and trillion. So they didn't use those words. They used to say ten thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands. He's telling you that it's plenty. That was the maximum description they had. Okay. Do you know that there's a word called uh, zillion? Eh? Do you know there's something called septillion? Mm, quintillion. <laughs> You, 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 you've never used it before, but it is there. So if you are writing a letter and you want to say something very big, you know trillion, that's all you know. So you say trillion of trillions of trillions of trillions. But there's a word for trillion of trillions of trillions of trillions. You understand? Uh-huh. Hey. It's like you have not been reading like that. Like, behold, he cometh with ten thousands of saints. So that's what he's talking about in Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. Go back to Revelation chapter 1 verse 7. So are you seeing it? That the cloud, the clouds he's talking about is not clouds. Like Jesus is coming with white clouds. As he's coming, sitting on white clouds. He has crossed his leg. And as he's coming, he say, devil, you like Shifu. Like Shifu. Ah! Tell you, all right. Like Shifu. The way Shifu will sit on a cloud, and be going, pew! Some people don't know Shifu. See us in chambers, we'll tell you who Shifu is. He says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. So clouds is actually what? Ten thousands of his saints. And every eye, every eye, when Jesus is coming, this is the public open one. When he's coming, he will be coming in Jerusalem. Can you see Jerusalem from here? You can't, isn't it? But the Lord's coming will be so significant and so remarkable and so bright and so powerful that no matter where you are in the world, you will see it. It will be so amazing, marvelous, fantastic that when he, wherever he is coming from, he will be coming to land on Mount Olives. Okay? But when he is coming, every eye shall see him. It then says, and they also which pierced him, and all the all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so, amen. They shall wail because they do realize that they've made a mistake. But it will be too late. Hallelujah. Now, the salvation of your soul will determine whether you join the clouds when they are coming, when he's coming. You see, during Peter's time, when Jesus was with Peter, they felt so important because Jesus was doing so many things and there were so many people around. So they were bodyguards. They are the ones who say, hey, move back, move back, move back, move back. Move back. The master is not, he doesn't want to see you. Please, please, please move back. They were very important. Very, very important people. 
They were even sacking children. Yeah. It got to the point where sacking children. And the children came. Peter stepped on one, one, one's head like, yeah, go, go back, go back. The man's life slide. It was very, very important. There was a day they were protecting Jesus so much. A woman sneaked and touched Jesus' garment. And she got healed. Then Jesus said, someone has touched me. Peter said, you see, these are some of the things that you say that I don't understand. What's the, what kind of life is that? You small boy, you are, we've been protecting you. Jesus, what's the meaning of all this? He said, no, someone has touched me. And Jesus would not move. Peter was, Peter was like, ah, Jesus. Here we are, sit there. You, know? you see the way they felt? They felt so important. When Jesus said he was going to die, Peter got offended. He said, Tofiakwa. What are you talking about? They are going to die. We refuse this. We refuse this in Jesus' name. Jesus, you want to die? We refuse this in Jesus' name. Stop saying bad things. Say good things. You are the ones who are teaching us about good words. Confessions. 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 As a man saith, so shall he have. No. By your words you shall be condemned and by your words you shall be justified. He said, stop saying those things. He was giving Jesus reasons why he shouldn't say that. He is going to die. Jesus said that, brother, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. On that day, you would want to be part of those Jesus is coming with. Like, you would want to be part of them. Hey. And I don't know what they will say to you. Brothers, you stay in heaven. Yes, you, have, you didn't finish your education on, in, in, in the world. So stay back and do remedials. You, need, you don't have pain it is to do remedials. Well, your, your, your mates have gone to university and are sitting at home. Hey, it's painful. Have you experienced that before? Yeah. You have never experienced that before. I pray that you experience it one day. Okay. On a certain level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You like what I'm telling you? Yeah. So ensure that your soul is saved. It's very important. I'm gonna, I'm even gonna talk about it some more. Okay. So the last time we we're talking about icon. Icon, icon here. Icon. Some some also spell it it's E-I-K-O-N-E. Okay, E-I-K-O-N-E. Icon A. And we're reading Romans chapter 8, verse 28, isn't it? Yes. And we know. Say we know. And we know. Say it again. We know. We know. I'm aware. Yeah. We know. And we know that all things work together. All things work together. And I try to explain what the word no means, what the word all things mean, what the word works together for good to them that love God. And it is to them that are who are the called according to his purpose. So I ended that on the called, isn't it? And on the called. What did I say the word called means? What's the Greek word? Kletos. Do you take notes? Or you a shark? You are just looking at me. No matter how intelligent you are, you must jot something down, okay? Kletos. K-L-E-T-O-S. With a dash on the O. And it means what? What, did it, what does it mean? Divine selection. It means to be invited to a party. To be invited to a, a banquet or a party. I said banquet. Some people may not be able to spell banquet. So party. How do you spell banquet? What's the, how do you spell banquet? B-O-Q-U-E-T-S-W-E-T. Hey. We have to read though. Sometimes we use some words that people don't know what we're talking about. I said just the pose. don't know what to just the what? Just to what? Just to what? Pastor, what are you saying? Should I let Soda say something? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we know. Say we know. And we know. Yeah. 
Yeah. We are the called according to his purpose. This is so remarkable. So remarkable. Called. 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 Say I'm called. I'm called. I'm invited. invited. Yeah. We have been invited before the foundations of the earth to the party or the banquet of the Lord. So you are not ordinary. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 2. Okay? 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 2. Paul, called to be an apostle. The word called here is still Cletus. So inside the party, there are those who have been called to be something more inside the party. And Paul is one of them. He was called to be something more. Okay, this Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sustenis, our brother. You can call your son Sustenis. The, the, the short form we were Susten, 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 Susten. Is it powerful? Yeah. yeah. Then he says, I'm writing unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ. See, I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. It's, it's important you identify, you know how God looks at you. Okay? If you don't know how God looks at you, you will not know how to look at yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't know your identity, for instance, if you don't know who your father is, it's very difficult. If you don't know who your father is, or you don't know who your mother is, you don't know where you were born, you don't know how you became what you became. It's difficult for, for people who are like that. There are people like that, and it's very, very difficult for them. They, it, it takes a lot for them to come out of their inferiority complex. Okay? Since I'm writing to those who are sanctified, so it's important that you, you identify yourself. If you don't know what you are, you can't do what you are supposed to do. If you don't know that you are, you know that you are, you are a university lecturer, isn't it? So when you wake up in the morning, you go straight to campus. When you're on campus, you don't work on campus as a student. You are working, you have a certain, some years ago you were a student, but now you are not a student. Now you're a lecturer. So when you are coming and you are entering a classroom, you are not entering a classroom to go, in, to go and sit down to be taught. When you're entering a classroom, you know why you are entering a classroom. You know what you're going to do in a classroom. Because you know what you are. That determines and dictates the pace of what you do. Or what you can do. If you don't know that you are separated from the world, that you are different from the world, that you are not like the world, you will live like the world. All because you don't know that you are not of the world. Yeah. And you'll be struggling. Meanwhile, God knows what you are. God knows who you are. And God has said, brother, you are not part of them. You are different. You are exempted. Okay? So it's important. Your identity in Christ is very, very important. Too important. That's why everything starts from there. Everything starts from there. Without that, for instance, you think that you are a poor person and behave like a poor person, move around like a poor person, talk like a poor man, relate like a poor man, do everything like a poor man, all because you don't know that you are actually rich. You'll be moving around like a sinner, committing all kinds of vices, from boozing to fornication to homosexuality. You do all kinds of things. All kinds of things because in your mind you are a a sinner. That's your identity. And you can't help yourself 
battles. You can't. It's like I can't help myself. That's why people say things like Susum Pehunam Yemerel. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because you don't know, you can't you, you don't know what has happened. So the 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 challenge of children of God is the fact that they don't know what they have become. When you if you're having a problem with something, with an addiction or something, it's because you don't know what you have become. You know it's in part, but you don't know it fully. If there's a demonic problem, something is chasing you, something is following you, it's because you don't really know that nothing is supposed to chase you. You don't know. Yesterday, I saw something on TV. There was a series we're showing. I saw, I saw some. There was this lady who had taken a certain drug. They used to, it called a flak in the movie. And the drug was making her hallucinate. Okay? So there was, a, there was a celebration. People were just, they were running. There was a race in town. They were just running. You know, it's not serious marathon. It's just comfortable marathon. They were just running in the streets like that. You know, seeing who will win. And she came running with speed. She, they were all wearing red. She was the only one who was wearing blue. She came running with speed and saying that someone has a gun chasing her. So she ran, 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 ran. And nobody, they were, all, they were all wondering what is wrong with There's not nobody chasing you. She ran, 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 went to her top, the top of her building and jumped. Because in her eyes, the person was coming to shoot her. And she was saying, why are you doing this to me? Why are you coming to shoot me? Why? And then she fell and died. So when the CID people came and were doing investigations, they asked people, do you see? Oh, we saw her going. But when we catch her, she would just go. And she was saying that someone was following her. But nobody was following her. And they checked the security, the, 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 whatever, the cameras that were in the, city, in, the, in the street. Nobody was chasing her. In her world, someone was chasing her. But in reality, nobody was chasing her. That's how a lot of Christians are. In your world, some, there's a big demon who is after you. <coughs> big demon. It's like your, your family is too your family is too wild. In your mind, your family is a very hard family. The demons in your family, they are special. They are, how do you say that in English? They are bald-headed. They are bald. Like they are so they've been in the system for so long that they are bald. They are bald demons. Very well. Pastor, you don't know. Pastor, Pastor, you don't know. You, I'm telling you something, Pastor. You are saying you don't you don't understand. You don't mean I know. It is because of the kind of world you are in, the kind of mind you are in. And God seeks to change that. Because God, nobody, no, there's nothing chasing you, there's nothing following you. You are the only one who sees it like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So identifying yourself and knowing exactly what you are is too important. Okay? Says we are sanctified. Say we are say I'm sanctified. Yeah. First Corinthians 6 14. Says more. Go to First Corinthians 6 14 and I'll come back to what I'm talking about, okay? First Corinthians 6 14, isn't it? Go up. Go to verse 11. And such were some of you. But you are washed. Yeah, First Corinthians 6 11. It says, and such were some of you. Go up. Go to verse, verse 10 so that you see what he's talking about. Can you? I think you should read it to me, okay? Can you read it to me? One, two, go. No, Nor adulteress, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, 
nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Isn't it? If he had ended there, it would have been a very serious one, isn't it? You, you wouldn't know what's going on. Okay, he mentions all the social vices you can think about around. Drunkards, fornicators, idolaters, whatever. And sometimes our preachers preach these things to us. You are fornicating, you, you, all kinds of things. You are drunkard, all kinds of, is it not true? Yeah. But look at the next verse. Do you understand? You see, the Bible is not written with verses and chapters. It's a long letter. So this is one letter. Okay? So after saying all this, it's not, none of these, and you should have it out of it, none of these people will inherit the kingdom of God. But then the next thing he says, look at the next thing. One to go. And such way. No. Do you understand what you just, you just read? What is the meaning of where? Is where present tense, past tense, future tense? Is what? Past tense. Do you understand past tense? Have you gone to school? Do you understand past tense? What does past tense mean? It means past. Dream kabia. Dream kabia. Dream dream kabia. Dream kabia. It's a past tense. Meaning that it's like you are not, this is not you. You may be fornicating, but that is not you. Yeah. You may be boozing. You may be a boozite. You are boozite. You are called a boozite. But that is not you. You are boozing because in your mind, you have that imagination that you are boozite. That is why you can't help yourself. The day you start seeing how God is seeing you, you will change. And that's what we, we always try to do in church, to change your attention. Take your focus off what you are seeing around you. There are some physical things that are seeing. So that's what you are qualifying and defining yourself with. The day you change your attention. That's why it says that if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. Behold, you must behold, you must see it with the eyes of the spirit. If you don't see with the eyes of the spirit, you always interpret things differently. And you have different results every time. No matter how much you try. You have to take your attention off. That is why it says looking away from all that will distract unto Jesus. Because there are a lot of things that will try to distract you. As you're trying to get to know the Lord, something will happen. Trying to take your attention away. Don't look at it. Look at Christ. Look at Jesus. What's all this happening? You just look at <laughs> Come on Wednesday, I'll show you what it means. <laughs> Looking unto Jesus, the author. <laughs> the author and finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go back to that place in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And such were some of you. You were, it is obvious, we were like this. Which, which type were you? Go back. Go back up. What type do you think you were? Knowing not that the righteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but be not deceived, neither fornicators. How, how many of you were in that category of... Listen, we are in the house of God. God, just be honest. <laughs> you can't believe that the pastor is asking a question like that. And he says, neither fornicators. Fornicators. All types. Different sins. Hallelujah. I won't begin to even talk about it. Different colors. Different types. You were into short ladies. Ladies with big bottoms. I mean, when you see them, something is happening to you. Yeah? The Lord has saved you. Tell me, but the Lord has saved you. Wow. Neither fornicators nor idolaters. Idolaters. You went to worshiping all kinds of things. Some people worship themselves. Yeah. 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 They worship themselves. 
They worship their beauty. Yeah. iPhone, I whatever, I something. Everything is I. <laughs> no adulteress, no effeminate. Effeminate means people. Okay, the amplified will let us know what effeminate means. What's the what's the Greek word for effeminate? Effeminate. Mm-hmm. You see, not those who participate in homosexuality. Uh, is it true? Yes, please. Yes, please. What does it say? Yeah, Greek. Mal- Malakos, which means um, of a boy kept for homosexual relations with a man, of a male who submits his body to unnatural nudeness, of a male prostitute. Male prostitutes. All these things are captured in the Bible. You think it's just recently like that? They're all inside the Bible. Yeah, abuses of mankind. You get abuses of mind. They abuse themselves. Where things are not designed to receive certain things. That is where they create the hole. See, such were some of you. You could have easily become a homosexual. Yes, and such were some of you. Such were some of you. Tell me about such were some of you. <laughs> and such were some of you, but ye are washed. Hmm? But ye are what? Washed. Ye are washed. Did he say you are going to be washed? No. You are what? Washed. You are washed in the blood. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. You see, when we say sanctify, sanctify means to be set apart, to be separated. Washed means to be washed. It means what it means. It means to be washed, to be cleansed, to be made pure. When you have a white shirt that, is, that has been stained and you wash it with detto and whatever, akesha and all those things, it becomes a very nice white shirt, isn't it? Brand new. Yeah. In our case, when they washed, when we were washed, we were not the one who was the washing that he's talking about is called the washing of regeneration. As he was washing, he was regenerating you. So the dress you were washing is not the same as the dress that you get at the end. The dress, maybe you were washing a shirt. By the time you finish washing the shirt, the shirt becomes a suit. You don't know that it was even a shirt before. That is what happened to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, first Thessalonians, washing of regeneration. The washing that regenes you. Okay? So how we started off, we started as sinners, but now because of the blood of Christ, when we were washed in the blood of Christ, we came out, the sinner died in the blood of Christ, and another person came out, and a new person altogether came out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so go back to First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. I'm still talking about the cold. Okay? We are the cold. See, I'm the cold. I'm the cold. Say it again. I'm the cold. I'm the cold. Read it to me. From verse 1 to verse 2. One to go. Called to be what? Called to be saved. You see the word to be is in bracket, yeah. meaning that it's actually not there in the original. The guy who wrote, the, the translator is the one who decided to put it there for it to make sense to him. He didn't think that we're called saints. 
he thought that we were called to be saints. That's why he put so he puts it in brackets to let you know that it's actually not there in the original Greek, but he put it there for it to read well to him. But actually, it's called saints. Called saints. So you were a saint. You've been invited, okay, to sit at the banquet of the Lord as a saint. You called saints. Yeah, it's amazing. We've been called. We've been called. It's called divine selection. Divine selection. Okay? And the calling that we have is according to... It's, I don't know whether I should jump into that. But, okay, you go to Romans chapter 1. Let's read from Romans chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 7. So that I explain it even some more for you. Okay? Yeah. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Then he says, called. His only says to be, but he's also not to be. He was an apostle. Called an apostle. Separated unto the gospel of God. He set apart unto the gospel of God. Next verse. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And declared, these are nine scriptures. These are very, very nine scriptures. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then it says, among whom ye also, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. You are the called of Jesus Christ. Say, I'm the called of Jesus Christ. I'm the called of Jesus Christ. Next verse, verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been called. It's, it's clear. Yeah. Are you a child of God? Yeah. If you are born again, you are called. Mm. You know, they ask questions. Do you have a calling? Yeah. What is your calling? I'm called. I'm called. I'm called. My calling is saint. Saint calling. <laughs> yes, you are called. Everybody's called. Called. And the once everything works together. For good. I mean, it is, we know that all things work together for the good of them who are the called according to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. Called. Divinely selected. It is not ordinary that you are sitting here. It's God who is having mercy on you that you are here. This is the mercy of God. You don't know what you have missed by virtue of you being here. Yeah. You don't know. You only know when you are, you didn't come. If you didn't come. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God has separated you. The word, the word called means to take from the lot. Okay? Let's, let me show you a scripture that will explain it better to us. Romans chapter 9. Let's read from verse 11. We are called according to his purpose. His purpose. So important. So important. If you understand these things, you, you, will not, you will not think in a certain way. This is for the children. Who children? He's talking about Jacob and Esau. Okay? Go up. Go to verse 10. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. He, there was one father, there was one mother. Okay? The father was Isaac. The mother was Rebekah. So he says, even when Rebekah had conceived by one man, Isaac, that is for the children. The children, they were seeds in the mother's womb. 
the children be not yet born, and neither having done any good or evil. Is it true? They have not done anything good or evil. But so that the purpose of God according to election, according to election, hmm? so that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. They had not done anything wrong. But God chose one and said that this is the one I like. Did, you, did your dress choose you this morning? No. When you open your wardrobe to take a dress, your, this dress said that if you don't pick me, you see what, I will kill you. <laughs> I will slap you. I will just... Is that what the, your, your dress said to you? No. Why did you choose your dress? Do you have any reason why you chose this particular dressing? You just felt like choosing. Oh? Yeah. You just, and can anybody question, can the other dresses question you why, they have, why you have chosen this particular dress? When you were choosing this, the other dress will say, hey, 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 choose me. Oh, please choose me. I have to be in church today. I need to hear the word of God today. Is that what your dress told you? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that would be a very dangerous dress, isn't it? It is called the election of grace. God has decided that you are the one he's going to show his grace to. Oh. Out of all the universe, God has decided that you, you are the one he wants to favor. He wants to bless. He wants to show. You see, we took this dress and we are showing it. It's our show to ourselves. Okay? The word purpose that you see in this place and the word purpose you see in the other place, the Greek word is prothesis. P-R-O-T-H-E-S-I-S. Prothesis. And it means to show forth. It means to display. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are called by God for display. Wow. Your purpose is that he wants to display you. Mm. He wants to display you. My dress is on display. My dress is nice. I know I'm wearing a nice dress. Yeah. If, you don't, if you don't say it, I'm, I mean, I know. I know my dress is nice. I'm displaying my dress. I chose it to display it to you. Is that not why you choose your dresses? Yeah. When you choose it, you are expecting somebody to say, hey, you are looking nice, oh. Nice. Then you do this. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. You display. Our election is, is by predestination. It's before predestination means before to determine beforehand. To to give a destination before it starts. You knew you were come to church. So you were predestined when you're moving out of your room to come here. In the same manner, God decided that you are the one he's going to display to the whole world as his son, as his child. You are the one God has chosen. He didn't choose Moses. He could have chosen Moses. Moses could have been in a time, but he chose you. To be the one that he will lavish his grace upon. God checked. There were lots that God could have chosen. He checked, 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 and said, this is the one I like. This is the one I like. Yes, this is the one I like. I prefer this one. Yeah. I prefer this one. I mean, if you had a dress, shouldn't you be happy? Yeah. Oh? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not of works. You are the one God has chosen and decided that everything will work together. After this, when it comes to this one, everything will work together for her good. When it comes to this one, this one is different. This one, this is what I like. This is what I like. Can you ask God why he chose that one? 
Nobody can ask him why he chose that one. Just like we can't ask you why he chose your dress. Nobody can also ask him. But you are the one God has chosen that he liked. I like this one. I like Sewa. I just, I just like Sewa. Yes. I just like this one. There are some people who have also been reserved for distraction. You could, could have been one of them. You could have been reserved for distraction. God decided that you, if you don't understand the other side, you will not appreciate what God has done. There are some people who have been reserved to be destroyed. But you have been reserved for nice things. For nice things. God has chosen you and decided that you, you are for glory. You are for nice things. You are for nice things. That's the purpose of God for your life. The purpose of God for your life is that he will showcase you. You see, the word prothesis has to, it has to do with the showbread of the Old Testament. Okay, There's a bread that they arranged in the temple or in the tabernacle. Six on this side, six on this side. And it was called the showbread. The name of the bread determines what it is. It's for show. It's just to show. It's a show, a bread that shows. A bread that is shown to God. A bread for God that is shown to God. And God shows to every other person. So the word purpose has to do with show bread. It's for show. It's for show. You, you have been called for show. <laughs> you have been called for God's show. As is, is it the word the number 12 is 12 bread. One, two, three, six years, six years. Together is 12. 12 represents the divine administration, completion of God's divine administration. Wow, wow. In other words, out of all that God has done in the whole of the universe since time began, even before time began, you are the best of all of his descriptions. And you are the, you are the summit of his show. Like you are, the, you are the nicest dressed in God's cabinet. And God has said that you are the one he will wear and show forth on his best of days. Yeah. So you are not ordinary. Let me show you some more. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 4. Okay, Ephesians 1 from verse 4. These are deep, powerful scriptures that if I should try to explain everything line by line, we're not close today. So I'll just go through it. Okay? I've taught it. If you've realized, I've taught verse 4 before. I've taught verse 5 before. I've taught verse 6 before. I've taught verse 7 before. But I'll just put them together in a certain way for you to make sense for you. Okay? You like it? It's the truth. God has chosen you. Hey! We are moving around in Buedi. Don't think that you are... are, Don't look at your house and say, look at my house. I don't know. No, think. Think properly. Think properly. I'm the showbread. I've been chosen by God to be shown. I'm the best of God's. In, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says that, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. The word workmanship means the best. It's poema. That's the Greek word. It means the best or the summit of God's work. Are the heavens nice? The heavens are beautiful, isn't it? It's part of God's works. Is the earth nice? Earth is beautiful. There are elephants, deers. Very nice. If you watch Discovery Channel, you'll be surprised. Very nice things that God has done. Even the snakes are nice. They are nice snakes. You see colors. It's not easy. Very nice. God has done beds. Nice beds. 
are the angels nice? Yeah. We don't, we've never seen them, but we know that they are nice. Yeah. The description shows us they are nice. Some of them are not nice like that. Some of them have fearful looking faces and all that. Yeah. But it's, part, it's all part of God's creation. The sea is part of God's creation. God says that, you see this word, for his, we are his workmanship. The word workmanship means that out of all that God has created and out of all that God has done, you are the best wow. of all. Of, yeah, you are the best. You are the nicest. You are the best that he has ever had. So don't break God's heart. Don't break God's heart. Don't break. I'm, I'm, trying to, you see, I'm trying to let you know that you shouldn't break God's heart. Don't break God's expectations. Yes. You are the best. Is there a, a dress in your wardrobe that you know is the best, like this one? Yeah. This one. It's reserved for special occasions. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have a dress like that. Yeah. That is how God has reserved you. You are, you are like that, like yeah. finesse. When God says, you see, Hallelujah. I wanted to speak French. Je t'aime et la mouluère. Something like, it's very nice. Hey! hey. You are, Charlie, you are God's best too. Yeah. If you are, because we are not aware of it, when we are walking around, don't know God. I'm, I look at how my life is going. I don't know what is happening to me. Boys are bread. Girls casa, boys are bread. And Koye. God, why did you let them burn me in Ghana? Why couldn't he have given birth to me? If you were in somewhere, if you were in Canada, you would have been dead by now. You should thank God that you are here. See, I'm God's best. You are God's best. I'm God's best. Close your eyes and say, I'm God's best. Hug, hug yourself like and say, I'm God's best. Yeah. God doesn't joke with you. Yeah. God doesn't joke with you at all. At all. At all. At all. He has called you, handpicked you, divinely appointed you before the beginning of time, not because of what you have done or didn't do for himself. That this is the one I like. This is the one I love. This is the one I want to show. That's the purpose. Show, show bread, to show, to let everybody see. This is it. We are called the trophies of his grace. He will show us as trophies. That, you see what my grace can do? Yeah, look at what my grace can do to this person. This is it. This, look at this bad boy. He was a very foolish boy. But when I caught him and I took him, look at how he has become. He has become a priest. He has become a pastor. He has become a servant of God. Yeah. 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 He's using you to brag. Yeah. For brag, brag. I don't know if you, you, you have you ever bragged to somebody before. Yeah, so you bragged about something that you have. Yeah. I remember when we were in secondary school, one guy stole his father's watch and brought it. It was a Gucci watch, and he wanted us to. Like everybody was bringing something nice, so he wanted us to know that yes, a Gucci watch. So he put the watch on and said, "This is Gucci. This is Gucci watch. Do you know? Do you know how expensive it's Gucci? Gucci." The spelling is G U C C I. He doesn't know that it's Gucci. We mentioned Gucci. He said it's Italian. He didn't know. He said Gucci. When he said Gucci, we was like, ah. <laughs> you don't even know what you are wearing. Yeah, expensive Gucci watch. You stole it and brought it to school. So that he can brag. We are for God's bragging purposes. It's for bragging. We are bra- God's bragging rights. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Look at this one. NLT. For we are God's masterpiece. It's nice. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Long ago. Do the good things he planned for us to do long ago. We are his masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever tasted food that you 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 know there are some meals when you're eating it, even though you are full, you are still eating it. Like you are just eating. The thing is so nice. Ah what what is this? Hey, masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't know how else to say it for you to understand. So when you're alone in your room, don't be beating yourself. Is the devil who lets you do that? Yeah. I'm nothing. I, I'm nothing. Oh wretched, man. oh, wretched man as I am. Who shall deliver me from this bondage of whatever? You, are, you see, you are, it's, all, it's only in your world. It's only in your world. God is not seeing that. When you're seeing that, then you just look at yourself. Ah, look at this one. Oh. Look at this one. Even the demons know. The demons are aware. Yeah. The demons are aware of what you are. You are the only one who doesn't know what you are. God is teaching you now. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said God is teaching you now. Yes, to let you know what you are. I'm not ordinary. I am God's master. So when I'm moving around, I know I'm not I'm not ordinary. Because I'm not ordinary when I'm doing things, it's not ordinary either. Yeah. I'm for God's show. Okay, go back to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter one. Let's read from verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Uh, last week I started by telling you that don't be sad as a child of God. You have no right to be sad. There are too many nice things in the Bible for you to be sad. Too many. How can you read something like this and be sad and say, I don't know what's going to happen to me. No, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord. He says, he, the guy is so blessed, he's blessing God. You get now, now this, this is what Paul wrote. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He, Paul realized he was so blessed that he had to bless God. That's why there's nothing wrong with saying, God bless God. Yeah, this is this is it. This is why I picked that from God bless God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Brother, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. I hear some people are saying that this is a Sikafor church. It's rich people's church. We are say I'm rich. Yeah, we are the ones in the church. So if they're saying Sikafua, sorry, it's you they are talking about. You are the Sikeni in the church. Oh, you don't know you are. See, I'm rich! Listen, we've confessed that thing so much that no matter where we go, that's how they would describe us. Get ready, you'll be parking your car in front of us. And you'll be coming with two cars. One leg will be on one pedal and the other leg will be on the other. You'll be driving like this. That's how you come. Yes. I'm telling you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Don't let anything deceive you. Don't let what is happening around deceive you. This is what it says, let God be true and let all men be liars. This is God's definition and description of who, who you are. Who has a right to define what he has created? Apart from the person himself. Let me buy a Casio calculator. See a big book. A lot of us didn't read it. In different language. We didn't read it because our book was too big. That's why we failed in secondary school. If you're in secondary school now, read that Casio book. Because it's to show you how to punch all the, the matrices and the objectives. Eh? You can just punch X, 
x squared plus x plus y is equal to whatever. You can find what x is right now, sharp, without having to write anything. You dare be there. <laughs> blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In Christ, I'm blessed. blessed. Then he says, he has blessed us according, he says, it is according as he has chosen us. Same words as we see in Romans. According as he has chosen us, he has handpicked us. In Christ, before the foundation of the world. He chose us before the foundation of the world. Before God said, and this one, the word foundation here, okay, it's not uh, 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 in the beginning God created the heavens and earth. It's before that. It's before that. Okay? Go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. You see something there. Let's read from verse 28. It's the same place I'm reading. I've been reading to you. Yeah. Okay. I'm sharing concerning the image. Icon. Hmm? Icon. Don't forget that. I'm just bringing you into it gradually. Okay. There's no need to rush. I'm just bringing you to it gradually. Okay. You'll be surprised at what I'm going to talk about at the end. You'll be shocked. But, hey, Pastor, is this one? Yes. That's the punchline. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Called according to purpose. You see the word has to be in brackets. Meaning that one is not there. We are called according to his purpose. Yeah. God's purpose. Then it says, for whom he did foreknow. The word foreknow means to know before. God knew you before you were even a clot of blood in your mother's womb. And God knew you before you even knew yourself. Yeah. For whom he did foreknow. He foreknew you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is the Greek word for for no? It's not idol. It's more than idol. Okay, read it to me. What does what does it say? Prognosco. To have knowledge beforehand, to foreknow of those whom God elected to salvation, to predestinate. How is it? Those who were selected before, like you were selected before you knew that you were selected. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. There's a predestination. I'll show you about the predestination soon. Go back to verse. Let's show Ephesians 1, verse 4 now. Go back to verse 4. It says, According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Okay? Before the foundation of the world. The word foundation is katabule, isn't it? It means overthrow. Before Satan was overthrown. Lucifer, I don't want to go into those things. Even before Lucifer realized what was going on, Lucifer saw the plans of God concerning us. That's why he revolted. Okay, Lucifer was a good angel. In fact, the word Lucifer is a good name. You can call your son Lucifer. It's powerful. <laughs> Even Lucy is from that. Lucy is from that. And the female name Lucy is from Lucifer, actually. Okay, and it's actually not a bad name. If they call you Lucy, don't say that, hey, Lucy's related Lucy, I'm going to change. No, it's a good name. Lucy is from Lucy's Ferris. It means the light bringer or the day bringer. He was a good angel. But he got to know the plans of God concerning human beings, concerning you and I. Yeah. And he said, no. This thing that God wants to do with these people is supposed to be to be as angels. So he was able to convince angels that look at this God that we are all serving. He, he has another plan for another group of people. That are coming. When they come, we will be the ones to serve them because God designed them to serve us. And He didn't like the idea. So He decided to revolt against God's plans. 
Do you understand? That's where all the problems that we have in this world has come from. Lucifer became Satan because of you and I. Because he didn't like you and I. God likes God liked that so much that before the overthrow of Lucifer, he had planned. He says that according as he has chosen us in him, before the overthrow of Satan, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holier without blame before him in love. Come back to this. Next verse. Then he says, having predestined, predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. Oh. It is according to the good pleasure of God's will. This is the good, this is what brings God good pleasure. Choosing you and liking you is, is God's good pleasure. It's something he likes. He likes you so much that he has chosen you for himself. <laughs> mm? I'll, we'll talk about these things. Having a, a predestination unto the adoption of children is deep. Adoption of children is deep. Euthesia is very, very deep. Next verse. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace. He chose us to the praise of the glory of his grace. Now, let's examine this one. Let's read other versions of this. Let's read Amplified and see. See, so that we might be the praise, we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, favor and mercy, which is so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. So that we might be to the praise, he wants us to be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace. That's why I said we are the trophies of his grace. We are the ones he showcases to let everybody know the definition of how good he is. We are the definition of how good he is. You understand? <laughs> so you are not you are not ordinary. Next verse. Verse 7. Amplified. In him we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through his blood, the remission, forgiveness of our offenses. Go back. We go back. Let's read that version so that we understand even more. Okay? Go back to verse 6. I saw another version. Okay, he wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gifts given by the hand of his beloved son. His lavish. Eh? He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gifts given by the hand of his beloved son. That's basically what I'm telling you. For you to be shown by God to the ages that will come of how good God is. In the ages to come, when we are walking in heaven, those who are in, the, in that world, because there will still be people in this world. Those who are in this world will see us and they will see the glory of God and the grace of God. Oh, these are the people who God, wow, wow. When they see us, the grace will be defined for them. We will be the definition of grace for them. That's it. So I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary at all. Hallelujah. Now, he did all this for a purpose. These are things that God has done. Okay, and like I said, he wants to showcase you as his best dress. Do you know the last time I spoke about these things? One of the last time I shared along this line. I think it's been three years. It's been three. It's a long time ago. If you miss it now, it may come back after five years, because there are a lot of things in the Bible. That's what Spring God said. Share this one. It's been a long time since you spoke about this. Speak about it, because they don't know. Okay, go back to Romans chapter 8. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image 
of his son, so that his son might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, God's best dress is actually his son. Okay? God's best dress. I said that God is going to show us. We are his dress. We are his dress because we are in his son. We are his best dress because we are in the image of his son. So he says that, you see, he wants us, for whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. We, are, we have the image of a son. For instance, if you read 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children. Say, ye are of God. Ye are of God. Ye are of God, little children. And I overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The day you became born again, eh, you became, you, you hail, now you hail from God. God, you originate from God now. You have been taken from your family, you have been made a family, you have made part of the family of God. In John chapter 1, verse 11, he says that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the power to become the sons of God. We are the sons of God now. Are you saying it? Even to them that believe on his name, we are the sons of God now. Say, I'm a son of God. Say, I'm a daughter of God. How can you be a son or a daughter of God and not look like God? It's not possible, isn't it? We bear the image of a son. In inside, there's no difference between us and Jesus. That's what the born again experience does for you. You become a son of God. Same image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read from verse 47. First Corinthians 15, 47. The first man is of the earth, earthy. Who is the first man? Adam. Adam is the first man. Then it says, the second man is the Lord from heaven. Who is the second man? The second man is the resurrected Christ. Okay? Next verse. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. Hmm. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Hmm. Go up. Go to verse 47 once again. It says, the first man is of what? The earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. There's a difference between Adam and the resurrected Christ. One is of the earth, one is of heaven. Okay? Then it says, as is of the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. Do you look like your father or your mother? You look like them physically speaking, isn't it? Because that is of the earthy, that is of the earth. That is our physical look. Our physical look is after our physical parents. And our physical parents are all from the earth. Adam was taken from the earth. Isn't it? So our outward look, our look on the outside is just after the look of our, of our father and mother. Who are traced back to Adam. And Adam is the first man to be taken from the earth. Are you here? Yeah. So he says, okay, this is BBE. Those who are of the earth are like the man who was from the earth. And those who are of heaven are like the, the one from heaven. Those who are what? Are of heaven are like the one from heaven. Who is the one from heaven? Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you born again? Show by hand if you are born again. Okay. Outwardly speaking, you look like Adam. Outwardly speaking. But inwardly speaking, because you are born again, your spirit man looks like Christ. Your spirit man bears the image of Christ. Okay? Because now you are a child of God. 
in verse 4, he says, as he is, so are we in this world. As Christ is, as Jesus is, so are we now in this world. That's First John chapter 4, verse 17. First John 4, 17. Look at First John 4, 17. Here is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, we are joined to the Lord and we are one spirit with him. As he is, so are we in this world. So inwardly speaking, we bear the image of Christ. Yeah. We bear the image of Christ. There's no difference between you and Jesus. None. Not even a single one. Inside your spirit, in your spirit, there's no difference between you and you. You bear the image of Christ. You are the image of Christ. <laughs> Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. Understand what I'm telling you? I'm, I'm going deeper now, okay? But we all, say but we all. But we all. But we all with open face beholding us in a, in a mirror. The word glass is mirror. In a mirror. The glory of the Lord. We are beholding in a glass. The, if you look into a mirror, who do you see? If you see your grandmother, there's something wrong. If you see your father when you look into a mirror, there's something wrong. When you look into a mirror, my dear, when you look into a mirror today, you saw your face, right? Okay, so he says, we are, all of us, as we look we, with open face, as we look into a glass, we see the glory of God. The glory of God. So he's calling you the glory of God. As you look into the mirror, you see the glory of God. Okay? We says we are changed into the same image. We are changed into the same image. Ah, but I thought we were the glory of God. How can we saying that as we look, we are changed into the same image? Because you see, inwardly you are that image, but outwardly you are not that image. That's what I was trying to explain to you at the beginning. When I said that in our spirit we are saved, we are fi- there's no there's no difference between you and Jesus inside. There's no difference. The difference is in our souls. The difference is in your mind. Is in your thinking. Is in your way you relate. Okay. Go back to First Corinthians chapter fifteen. It says we are changed the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. As we have borne the image, First Corinthians fifteen fourteen. As we have borne the image of the earthy. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. It's not a day that we are going to, it's not going to happen on a certain day because we are in his image and we are in his likeness. Okay? Because you're a child of God, you now bear the image of God. Let's read this in the Amplified. The Amplified explains it better. And just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, have we borne the image of the man of dust? We have. We, we, we have him as our looks. Okay, so shall we, and so let us also bear the image of the man of heaven. So let us bear the image of the man of, of the heaven. We look like him as he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. As you look into the glass, you see his image, you see him. Okay, I'm trying to let you know that there's no difference between you and Jesus. There's none, not in your spirit. There's none, there's no difference. There's no difference. That is why he says that you have been chosen by him. That is why he says you are his masterpiece. Because you are... He, God cannot have anything apart from his own son. The inheritance of God cannot be lower than himself. God's inheritance cannot be lower than himself. And God has an inheritance in us. If God has an inheritance in us, then it means that God is inheriting himself from us. It's in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Hmm? Verse 16 and 17. 
Let's look at it. Ephesians chapter 1, 16 and 17. It says, I still want to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. Verse 18. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. He has inheritance in the saints. What is that inheritance? That inheritance is Christ. His inheritance cannot be lower than Christ. Okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> that in the ages to come, he might gather all things in his son. Nothing, nothing that exists outside of his son can exist. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now it's getting deeper. Yeah. It's getting hotter. It's like now you have to pay attention. Yeah. And listen. We bear the image of the heavenly. By his inside. As he is, so are we. So are we. So are we. So we actually have, the word image is icon. We actually have the image. But there's something, so inwardly speaking, you are, inwardly speaking, you are. You are, you are Jesus inward. There's no problem with your spirit. Your spirit is too good, it's okay. It's too powerful. But your soul is tied to your spirit. Okay? So he says that, his purpose for your life is to show you forth to everybody. But if the dress has the dress is dirty, he can't wear the dress. Can God wear the dress if the dress is dirty? He can't wear the dress if the dress is dirty. The dress is for him. He likes it. Everything is okay. But if the dress is dirty, he can't wear it. So the purpose of God for our life is that you are, you are my dress. Make sure you are not dirty so that I can wear you. Finish. Do you understand? We are his dress because we bear his image. We have his image. So Romans chapter 8 verse 29, it says, For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of a son. Ah, but we bear the image of a son already. I just showed it to you. Yeah. As he is, so are we. Yeah. Where is he describing that? That's of our spirit. Yeah. But in our soul and in our body, in your behavior, hey. your behavior, as long as you can insult your mother, you have not conformed to the image of a son. As long as you can think certain thoughts, you have not conformed to the image of a son. Now, amazingly, eh, the word conformed here, and the word conform, if you read in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says that, and be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Isn't it? Hallelujah. Amen. The word conformed in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, is different from the word conformed in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. They are different. What? This one is schema what? Sumo suskematizo. Suskematizo. What does it mean? To conform oneself, that is one's mind and character, to another's pattern. To fashion oneself according to. To fashion oneself according to. So what he's saying here is that, listen, you are a child of God. Be not conformed to this world. Don't shape, you are bigger than this world. Don't shape your life to fit into this world. That's what he's saying here. But rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? The word transform is metamorpho. Have a change. Because what is inside is bigger. What is inside is bigger than what is on the outside. Do not be conformed. Don't. It's just like pouring a bucket of water into 
uh, a small water bottle. You are making, you are trying to make the bucket of water conform to the small water bottle. What do you think will happen to the water? A lot of you will be wasted away. Is it true? Yeah. A lot of you, that's the idea. A lot, it says, don't waste your life by conforming and fashioning your life after this word. Message. Message. Let's read message. Go back. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from inside out. Okay, the first part of what I want to do is don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. You fit into it. It has to, it has to do with the consciousness, the, the mindset of fitting into something that you are bigger than. Amplify. Let's look at amplified. Oh, hallelujah. There's an icon, there's, a, there's an image we must bear. Even though we are that image, we must bear that image on the outside. That's why you see, you see things like put on Christ. What is he talking about? He says, don't be conformed to this, this world, this age. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Fashioned after. It means to, fa- you see, this one has to do with fash- fashioning yourself after something. You are bigger. It's like your leg, your leg size is 49 and you are trying to wear a shoe that is 42. What do you think will happen? You have to cut some part of your, your legs off to fit into the 42. Oh, yeah. And that's, what a lot, that's what's happening to a lot of Christians. Wow. Because they want to be like the world. They want to look like the world. They want to think like the world. So they have to cut a lot of spiritual things away. A lot of glorious things that God has made them away. You know? And they don't know what they are. They, don't, they think that they are becoming nicer and better. No, you are actually short-circuiting your own life. That's what, you are short-circuiting your own life. Someone says, I can't stop taking these drugs. What are you talking about? Why are you conforming your life to drugs? When you can live an open, free life. No drugs. This is what I'm talking about. Huh. You can live in prosperity continuously without thinking twice. But as long as you think that prosperity is how much money is in your bank, your life will be short-circuited. When your bank account is reducing, your heart will start shaking. Your mind will start shaking. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. My money is finishing. Your money is not your bank account. Your money is bigger than bank account. Your money is of God. Yeah. That is what it means to fashion, to conform to this world. You think like the world does. You are bigger. You are bigger than the world, but you want to change to become smaller like the world is. And God doesn't want that for you. Hmm. Giving is in, sorry, prosperity is in giving. It's in how much you can give, not how much you can keep. It's in how much you can give, not how much you can keep. Yeah. The world tells you to save your life. Save your life. Get a nice car. Get a nice wife. Don't go anywhere. Just go to work and come back. The world tells you that church is a waste of time. It's a complete, it's frivolous. It is a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of everything. But that one, you see, (laughs) Jesus says that whoever saves his life and gains his life shall lose it. But the one who loses his life shall gain it. Not, not living according to the principles and the principles of this world. Living beyond, living as who you really are. That's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah. So be not conformed to this world, but be transformed because you are bigger. It's metamorphosis. The change is just like the butterfly. When the butterfly is born, it's not born as a butterfly. It's, it's small egg, larvae, something small. 
very, very little. It doesn't look like a butterfly at all. It may not look like a butterfly, but give it some time. After some time, you see it changing from inside. Yeah. Before long, a beautiful wings come out and it just flies off. Yeah. Yeah. Its end and its beginning don't look alike. You make a mistake and think that it is not going to, it will never be a butterfly. But that's what that is on its way to become a butterfly. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he says, You are bigger. Be not conformed to this world. So this one is don't fashion your life according to this world. But the other one, which is be conformed to the image of a son, is different. Okay? What's the Greek word? Small force. Do you know what it means? You know what it means? Should I tell you what it means? It means to allow what is inside to flow on the outside. It's not fashioning your life according to. It is allowing what is inside to flow. It has to do with revelation. Appearing. Okay? Letting what is inside appear. And letting what is inside shape what is on the outside. Okay, I think the Amplified says it nicely. It says, for those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning, foreordaining them to be molded into the image of a son and share inwardly his likeness. We share inwardly his likeness already. Okay, now he says, what is inside? Let it fill, for instance, let Christ fill your hands. Let it let him feel your he's inside, but let him feel your hands. Let him feel this hands too. Let him feel your mind. Let him feel your leg. Let him feel every part of your body. In doing so, it's called putting on Christ. Let me show you a scripture. Go to go, go to Ephesians. The one in Ephesians is okay for for now. Ephesians chapter, chapter four. From verse 17. This I say therefore, this is Paul talking. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord. That ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Because as a child of God who bears the image of God, you can walk as other Gentiles walk. You can live your life like every other person does. But that's not the purpose of God for your life. Remember, the purpose of God for your life is to showcase you as his glory, as his grace, as his whatever, his two no things. This we are we are for. What, what, what word did we even use? We are for the brag of God. We are for the bragging of God. So he says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. In the vanity of their mind. In the vanity of their mind. Whatever they think they do. In the vanity of their mind. Christian, a lot of Christians live in the vanity of their mind. They do what they feel like, they go where they want to go. If you do that, you are not conforming to the image of the son. You are not allowing what is inside to show on the outside. And on that day, what will qualify you to come with him, with 10,000 of angels, is dependent on what you did with your life. How you allowed yourself to be conformed to the image of the son. You bear his image. No, the the word conform there has the idea of, you already have it, now let it come out. That's what he's saying. Let it show forth. How can you show forth something that you are not? How can you conform to something that you are not? It's only the world, people of the world that can conform to the world because they are of the world. That's why it says, do not be conformed to the world. Do you understand? But rather be conformed to the image of the Son. Because you bear the image of the Son, now you can live right. Now you can live the way you can live like Jesus lived. What it's saying is that let your life be like Jesus' life. As long as there's lasts, 
greed, jealousy. All these things is from just one place. It's called selfishness. Selfishness, okay, revealed in money is called greed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Re- selfishness revealed in money is called what? Greed. Selfishness revealed in fornications and adultery and wanting other people's things is called lust. And selfishness revealed in hating people is called jealousy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, let love dominate your life. Oh, this I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that the hands would walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. They walk in the vanity of their mind. Having their understanding darkened, the understanding is darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. We've been taken away from this. Says, don't, don't continue walking your life and living your life like this. Who being past feeling? They have gone past feeling. They have gone past feeling. That's what he's saying. Yeah, they have gone past feeling. Have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. To work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. You, you must learn Christ. This you have not so learned Christ. Next verse. If so be that you have heard, you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That he put off concerning the former conversation, the former life, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. Dece- I'll talk about these things proper. I'm just reading it to you. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Instead of being darkened in your mind. Go, go, to, go to the very first place you started reading from, verse, verse 17. This I say therefore, and that's why in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles, in the vanity of your mind. He says, instead of walking in the vanity of your, of, your mind, of your mind, walk in the renewed, go back to verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Instead of vanity of your mind, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Next verse. And that you put on the new man. You put on the new man. Put after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I see it. Let me read the last scripture to you. Are you seeing the purpose of God for your life? Hallelujah. Romans chapter 13. Romans 13, 14. Can you read it to me? One to go. Read it again. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Icon. You have the you bear the image. Now Put on the image. Let the image be your outward revelation of your life. Okay? The outward revelation of your life. When we look at you, how much of Jesus are you displaying? How much of Christ are you displaying? That is our job. We must display Christ. We must what? Display Christ. Display Christ. You can't display Christ if you are not Christ. We must display. This is what Christianity is all about. We must display. So I'm going to teach you about Christianity. Like basically, yeah, Christianity. Okay? Yeah. Because we bear his image. It must show in our thought processes. It must show in our relationships, the way we relate to each other. It must show in our words. It must show in our, in, in our behavior. As long as you are into insults, you are not conforming to Christ, even though you are Christ. As long as you are proud, 
you are not conforming to Christ. As long as you are greedy, you will do anything for money. I've met ladies who say, I I slept with a man because I wanted money. Greed. You are a greedy person. You are the greedy person. Listen, Jesus' standards are very, very high. There was a man who came to Jesus and said, Lord, tell my brother to give me my portion of the inheritance. And Jesus said that, who made me Lord over, over your things, to divide your things? That's not why I came. Then Jesus started talking about greed. So in Jesus' eyes, in God's eyes, the guy who is requesting for his rights is greedy. Luke 12:13. Luke 12:13. And one of the company said unto him, "Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me." Is this a bad request? Is it a bad request? It's not a bad request. It's a very good request, isn't it? Look at what Jesus said. And he said unto him, man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? That's not, my, that's not why I came. And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Beware of greed. This is answering that particular question. You know. Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisted not in the abandon of the things which he possesses. Uh-huh. So our definition of greed is different from God's definition of greed. Yeah. Let your brother take it. In other words, let him take it. Your life does not consist of that. Let him take it. Let him, if he says he wants it, let him take it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yes. Jesus is very interesting. We have to conform to his image. Yeah. Conform to his image. Conform to his image. In thoughts, in actions, in words, in desire, in behavior, everything. A man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things he possesses. So leave it, leave him. Hey, can you do that? Jesus is the one who say, when someone strikes you on one cheek, turn the other for him to strike. It's almost unbelievable. Pray for your enemies. Hey, that's what it means to conform to the image of a son. You, you are his son. You are his image. Now conform. So I'm coming to tell you about how to conform. What it means in thoughts, in actions, in character, in behavior, in expressions, in everything. That's what I want to share with you actually. Yes, so that you bear the icon of the son of God. For he said all these things concerning we conform to the image of his son. He began by saying, we know that all things work together. In other words, no matter what it is, no need to be shaken, no need to be worried. No matter what it, it looks like, like you are disadvantaged because you are being kind. Because if you are going to be kind, it will look as though you are, being, you are disadvantaged. It will look as though, he says, if your brother slaps you on one cheek, turn the other cheek for him to slap. What does it look like for you? You are a big fool. But he says, don't worry, all things work together for the good of them who love God. For the good of them who are called according to his purpose. At, at the end they shall speak. Yeah. It looks like you are being taken advantage of. If you decide to walk in love, it looks as though you are a weak person. That's what it looks like. It looks like you are weak. You are a very weak person. People take things from you and then you don't insult them. You don't curse them. 
You don't rain curses. I curse you with the curses of heaven and the earth. I stand on Mount Gerasim. And I curse you with all the 40 curses. Uh, uh, the blessings and the curses together were 54. 14 blessings and 40 curses of the law. So I stand on Mount Gerasim. Hmm? Moses stood on Mount Ebal to bless and stood on Mount Gerasim to pronounce the curse. So you stand on Mount Gerasim. I stand on Mount Gerasim and I curse you with all the 40 curses. <laughs> you start pronouncing diseases for your, for your, for your enemies. You start shooting people in the in the in the heavenlies. They both will pay. Do you know? <laughs> you have not conformed, and you are not conforming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you bear the image of Christ? Yeah. We are the image of Christ. God wants to show. It must show. If it doesn't show, he can't wear you. He can't put you on. Even though you are his dress. You are too soiled. He can't put you on. You are sold in your character. Your character is smelly. There are some ladies who can't relate with other ladies. You can't. You can't. Yeah, he causes spots and wrinkles in that side. You can't. You can't relate to some people. Hey, me, I don't like this. Me, I don't like that. Hey, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do you bear the image of Christ? Are you conforming to Christ? Small thing now you're angry. No, we can't even correct you. Yeah. We can't correct you. Also, as if you are corrected, take it patiently. <laughs> you have done something bad. When we correct you, you don't like. How are you conforming to the image of the son? You are not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, all that I'm going to say is not with respect to your friend or your brother. It's you. Yes. <laughs> don't say he's talking to my uncle. In, my uncle should have been around. <laughs> my grandmother. No, you are the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Your behavior. Attitude. Your attitude. Your thinking. Icon. You must change. You must conform. Hmm? It's called putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. Putting on Christ. Is that a powerful message? So next week Sunday we'll continue. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at ChristWorldINC.com. God bless you.